What's up, guys? It's Brittany, and welcome to One Hot Mess. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about ways to cope when world events leave you feeling helpless and afraid. The world's been kind of a big, giant fucking mess right now. So, yeah, unless you've experienced a terrible world event firsthand, it's difficult to know how to cope with them. And after all, our coping mechanisms are developed via our real-life experiences. So when something out of depth occurs, we don't often have the tools to deal with the emotional or psychological fallout. And as a result, we may spin out and have absolutely no idea how to begin dealing with the huge feelings that come with being witness to these events. So we're going to go over some coping methods that may prove helpful to you in times of global turmoil. But first, just a little quick question. Why do big world events affect me so much? excuse me okay so there are several reasons why these big world events affect you deeply and these will differ from person to person of course but they may include you can't bear to see people or animals suffer you feel such empathy and compassion for others that to see so many suffer evokes a strong sense of grief and sadness You may have a strong personal connection with some aspects of the event taking place, so you're affected as though it's a personal attack, even at a distance. The hugeness of the event, it makes you feel very small and hopeless in the face of tragedy, especially with the awareness that it could happen to anyone. You may feel helpless because you don't know how or even if you can help to make the situation better. You experience fear and uncertainty about the long-reaching effects this event is going to have. You're reminded of human mortality and are forced to re-examine challenging aspects of your own life that you may have been ignoring or avoiding. Or you may be horrified by other people's reactions toward it. Be that apathy, contempt, or even just, you know, super sadness. You're super sad and maybe even feel a little fucked up, you know, that you can't do anything about the tragedies that are unfolding. And generally, the more caring and empathetic of a person, then the more strongly you'll react to intense world events. And that's because your capacity for empathy and compassion is so immense that you partially take on the suffering that so many are experiencing. The hugeness of your emotions may be debilitating, causing you more fear and helplessness than that you know how to cope with. So you may find these coping strategies helpful to you when you're feeling overwhelmed by tragic world events, and you can adapt them to suit your own preferences and consider using them 
in various combinations, you know, that appeal to you. And when you're faced with an intense or with intense world events and tragedies, engaging these coping mechanisms, it may help to keep you feeling grounded and just capable of carrying on. Okay, so the first one, number one, is reduce exposure while still staying informed. Being constantly bombarded by horrific images, it can definitely mess with your sanity a little bit, especially if you are too far away to lend an immediate helping hand. So the incessant stream of information, the haunting photos and videos, they can cause intense reactions in those viewing them. And one of the main ways that can manifest is in empathy fatigue. And this could look like a feeling of numbness and emotional disassociation, emotional and physical exhaustion, sleep disturbances, feeling continually overwhelmed, especially by minor issues or inconveniences that would normally not cause any reaction, anxiety, loss of appetite, a overwhelming sense of powerlessness, loss of pleasure in your previous loved pastimes and depression. And while it is important to remain informed, of course, about what is going on, You don't need to immerse yourself in devastating news every moment of every day. In fact, it's damn unhealthy to do so. So set aside the amount of time you feel you can cope with learning and seeing more about what's happening and then limit your exposure to that block of time. And if you start to feel overwhelmed during that time, Just take a step back until you feel that you can handle it again. And do not let others try to guilt or pressure you into being a witness on their terms. We all have different thresholds as far as witnessing atrocity is concerned. And what rolls off one person like water off a duck's back may traumatize another forever. So stay informed on your terms shared trusted information responsibly and withdraw into your own peace whenever necessary the second thing is remain present and take action that serves you so remain in the present moment as fully as you can we never know what the next moment will bring So it's best to dwell entirely on what's happening with this heartbeat, this breath. And the next step is to do things that will serve you and those closest to you since you aren't able to help those who are suffering elsewhere. So look at what's happening in front of you in your local environment. And as we're going to get to shortly... Take action about the things that are within your control. For instance, examine where there may be weaknesses. So sorry, guys. Um, In your immediate surroundings and then do your best to redress them. And by acting on what's needed right here, right now, 
you're fortifying your mind against worst case scenarios while also keeping yourself busy with beneficial tasks. And a good example of this is to check your pantry to see what needs bulking up. If current world events may cause food shortages, then stock up on staples like flour, rice, oats, beans, canned goods. And if extreme weather is causing floods and landslides, determine whether your home is at risk and start filling sandbags if you feel they are needed. And now see, the military is very fond of this kind of training, which involves anticipating layer upon layer of what ifs in every possible scenario. And the main intention behind this, however, isn't the action or endeavor at hand. It's to ensure that the troops' morale remains strong regardless of circumstance so they can perform with focused efficiency. And in times of crisis, you can maintain peace of mind by, if you could focus on this mantra, whatever happens in life, I can meet it with calmness, strength, and grace, regardless of what's occurring elsewhere in the world. How you choose to respond is always in your control. And number three is focus on the things that you can control. When you feel that you have little to no control over events in the world, focus on the things that you can control. Try not to think about nightmare scenarios in your mind, but instead focus on something tangible, something in front of you that can fix right here and right now. And a great way to do this is to approach a situation in your life that seems chaotic at that moment and create order from it. You know, for example, tackle the messy junk drawer that's been languishing in your kitchen for years and either throw it away, donate, or organize whatever's in it. Tame the overgrown garden by pulling weeds and all that stuff and make small, measurable, positive changes happen in your own life and you won't feel as overwhelmed or helpless in the grand scheme of things. In Japanese Buddhism, actually, a key meditative practice involves cleaning for several hours a day. And this may involve sweeping the temple grounds or washing the floors, the clothes, and so on. And the monks focus entirely on the task at hand, cultivating non-attachment while also eliminating dust and dirt from the surrounding environment because a clean temple equals a clean mind. If you have more nervous energy than you can handle and you're not sure what to do with yourself, then consider putting this type of cleaning meditation into practice in your own home. And you may actually be pleasantly surprised to discover how much calmer you feel after you've cleaned the kitchen from ceiling to floor or dusted and reorganized all the shelves in your home. And number four is do something physical while listening to uplifting music. Physical activity releases endorphins, as I have stated in so many episodes, I feel like, and dopamine, which can do wonderful things for lightening the spirit. 
and it allows you to release pent up energy that may be bought up within you during times of crisis and panic due to the world events that are beyond your control. So take note of how your emotions are affecting your body right now. Are your shoulders up around your ears? Do you feel tightness in your belly? We all carry tension and challenging emotions in different parts of our body. And taking part in physical activity, it helps to release that tension so we can relax and refocus. And this type of physical activity to to partake in will depend on your personal preferences as well as your fitness level. And you might benefit from gentle stretching while another will go for a run or hit the punching bag for a while. And if you like to dance, hell, consider going out clubbing so you can shake it out on the dance floor or, you know, hold a dance party with your kids. The key here is to combine physical activity with the type of music that you feel is uplifting. All right, number five is focus on beauty. What are the images, sounds, and sensations that inspire you and bring you joy? Do you find comfort and solace in nature or by visiting art galleries and museums? When terrible things happen around the world, our instinct is to immerse ourselves in the horror show as much as possible to bear witness and hopefully figure out how to help. And depending on how close you are to what's going on, there's also the self-preservation aspect. If you are hypervigilant about what's unfolding, then you're better prepared to deal with things if they shift in your direction. And that said, it's important to remember that your mind is shaped on a day-to-day basis by the things that you impress upon it. And you get to decide what you look upon and thus mentally absorb and digest. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the um, saying, you are what you eat. And it's applicable in this situation when we can get mental and emotional food poisoning by consuming nothing but traumatic images and videos rather than taking in a balanced sensory diet. So focusing at least a quarter of your time looking upon the many beautiful things can be found in this world. It can help massively when dealing with this life's ugly Uglier aspects, and sure, stay informed of what's going on and then put on your favorite movie or spend time scrolling through inspiring art accounts on Pinterest or Instagram. Go for a walk, appreciate your local architecture. Number six, make self-care a priority, and this involves taking care of yourself to regain equilibrium by any means necessary. Do not beat yourself up for indulging in comfort foods that you wouldn't ordinarily, or you would ordinarily avoid, or for sleeping longer than you normally do. Sleep is healing and decent nourishment. Thus, this will go a long way toward helping you brace against the mental and emotional 
onslaught that you're contending with. And, you know, bath and showers can help to ease tension you're carrying in your back and shoulders. And you can focus on breathing or meditation can be immensely helpful for regulating your emotions. And if you find your mind wanders, if you're simply focusing on your breath, then consider a guided meditation. There's also aromatherapy that's good. Number seven is do something in service to others. When these horrible things happen in the world, especially massive events that we will have no influence or control over, it's easy to feel despair and helplessness. And few of us will ever be able to have enough power and influence to help large numbers of others, especially in times of crisis. What we are all capable of doing, however, is helping a few beings in the best way we can. Each of us have gifts that we can use to help others. So think of a cause that's important to you and consider what you can do to be helpful toward that cause. And by channeling your energy into positive action like this, you'll lessen your own sense of helplessness and cultivate a stronger sense of purpose. And this goes a long way toward helping your anxiety, depression, and hopelessness just just a bit. And every little bit counts. One person might only be able to make a tiny difference to a few, but small actions done by millions of people really add up. Number eight, journal about how you're feeling. Whether you have a good support team or not, journaling can be an immensely effective way to work through these feelings that you may be experiencing. So writing down everything you're thinking and feeling, it allows you to channel these thoughts and emotions from the intangible realm into the physical one. And it's important to write these by hand whenever possible because the physical act of writing is what allows you to Exercise these difficulties. And later, once you're feeling a bit more grounded, you can take a compassionate look at everything you've written down, examine it all, and this can grant you some insights as to the best ways to move forward. Number nine, be kind to yourself. This is different from the self care that we talked about earlier because it has nothing to do with action and more to do with treating yourself gently. Because a lot of people are very hard on themselves when it comes to situations that scare or upset them. And many feel they need to suck it up and deal with overwhelming feelings of fear or despair as though these things don't bother them at all. Because that's what strong, capable adults do, right? Some might be okay with that approach, but it's not a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone. In fact, holding all those intense feelings inside and pretending you're not bothered can be way more damaging than letting them all out and working through them in a healthy manner. And if you've been hard on yourself for feeling weak or childish about your reactions toward horrific disasters and the like, please be kind and compassionate instead. And try not to 
diminish, diminish, I'm sorry, diminish nor dismiss the emotions you're feeling with platitudes like disasters will happen. This is just normal or people die. This and get used to it, you know, this type of response invalidates the very real emotions you're feeling and it might make you cultivate even more self-loathing with regard to your natural human responses to horrific events. And number 10 is do not hesitate to seek help when and if you need it. None of us can handle all of life's troubles and turmoils on our own. Each of us has personal preferences as far as support systems go. And some people like to talk to friends and family members about their problems or situations in life. And while others, they may turn to a spiritual advisor. And if you aren't comfortable discussing your troubles and concerns with those closest to you, maybe it's a good idea to book some time with a therapist or a counselor You know, these are trained professionals who may be far better equipped to help you through your difficulties than your peers or your partner may be. And this is especially true if those close to you are also affected by the events taking place. If they are already feeling overwhelmed, they may not have the reserves to be able to help you with your emotional upheaval effectively. No matter where you are, there are people who can help you however you need them to. You are not alone in this. So yeah, it's inevitable that shocking and devastating events will happen at some point in our lives. Natural disasters, war, economic collapse, illnesses, and climate-related issues, they will ebb and flow And different people will be affected by different situations. We would all love to live out our lives without having to deal with any of the strife and despair that these events bring. But that isn't the reality of existence on this planet. And when we accept that awful things are going to happen, we can learn how to adapt and flow with them accordingly. So the coping strategies that we just went over here are a few ways that may help you deal with the big stuff that's going to happen, but every individual will adapt them accordingly to their own preferences. One person's coping mechanism might be to leap into action while another may retreat into the woods for some silent solace amongst the trees. So do whatever works for you. Remain as present as possible and Be patient and compassionate with yourself and just remember that you will get through this. You will. Oh, Lordy, it's sad that things like this happen, guys, but hopefully um, these... So sorry, I just lost... had a... What do they call it? A brain part? Yeah, totally spaced out there. Anyway, hopefully this episode and these tips or whatever can help someone out there to cope if they are feeling helpless and afraid. But thank you guys so much for listening. 
please hit the follow button. And I will talk to you guys later. Have a beautiful day, guys.